WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A nearly $29 million improvement project is about to get started at the River Terrace Housing Development in Benton Harbor. The groundbreaking for the work was held today with officials from the state and representatives of the development's management company, MHT Management. MHT Regional Manager Steve Cook told us the work will be on all 270 units at River Terrace. We've actually owned River Terrace as a company for over 20 years, and they've been in the area for a very long time. So we've partnered with Mishta on this, and we're very pleased that we're able to do this for everybody. Cook says the renovation will include work on the roofing, floors, cabinets, and countertops, bathrooms, and HVAC systems. Cook told us this will affect a lot of people. It's a combination. Our high-rise in the back is basically 150, uh, 62 and older or disabled in the high-rise. And then our townhouses are family units. And there's a little over 150 of those, so we have a total of 270 units and basically about 600 residents total. MHT received a $28.8 million loan from the Michigan State Housing Development Authority for the work. Cook said the construction will begin in the next two weeks and take about a year. Tourism is big all along the Lake Michigan shoreline, and the South Haven Van Buren County Convention and Visitors Bureau is launching a campaign to highlight the effects on the economy. In 2019, the most recent year for which they have figures, $118 million was brought to the community from visitors. CVB Director Jen Sistrunk tells us people are coming to the area from just about everywhere. Oh my goodness, we've had them from around the globe. We have folks that come in that, uh, you know, we... We, we have some staff that can speak a little bit of other languages, so there's that. Um, it, we just, I mean, we see people from everywhere. It's just amazing. She says that they're also working to get people to realize South Haven is a great destination year-round. Just getting people to understand that South Haven is not just a beach town. We're a trail town. In 2019, we were designated a Pure Michigan trail town. We were actually the first Pure Michigan trail town designated by the state of Michigan. Sistrunk says that during the pandemic, people from outside South Haven found that includes the Calhaven Trail, the Van Buren Trail, Dunes, and more. For numbers, she says 1,479 workers have tourism-related jobs and $32 million in wages are directly from the tourism industry. There's some good news for those looking to buy a house before the end of the year. According to Hall Financial CEO David Hall, home interest rates have started to come down. What's interesting is that over the last 60 days, mortgage interest rates have improved a full percentage point. And that is sort of a story that not a lot of folks are talking about. Of course, we've seen interest rates go up. Everybody knows about that. But they went up a lot the first four or five months of the year. And now they've come down a little bit. That drop in home interest rates comes at a good time as the fall is usually the busiest time of the year for home buyers. That's as they look to be settled into their new homes before the holidays. The Boys and Girls Clubs of Benton Harbor has changed its name. The club announced this week it's now to be known as the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Southwest Michigan. That's to reflect its work in communities beyond Benton Harbor. The local Boys and Girls Clubs started in 1998. It expanded to St. Joseph in 2018 and then the South Haven last year and Bridgman and Sturgis this year. The Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Southwest Michigan says it'll, quote, continue to replicate our successful model designed and proven in Benton Harbor over the past 24 years to reach new young people across a broader geographical area to help them develop into the future leaders of our communities. It's launched a new website to reflect its new name. 
It's bgcswmi.org. School is back in session for thousands of students around Michigan. Experts say returning to the classroom can spark excitement in some students, but anxiety for others. Henry Ford health psychologist Kelly Melistus says being back in person after the pandemic is a cause of back-to-school anxiety. This is the first time a lot of kids are going back in person since COVID, believe it or not. Um, So just the adjustment to, even though they might have been in the same school for years, it's a new classroom, new teacher, it's potentially new classmates. She says it's important for parents to listen to their kids' concerns about issues that arise at school, like the fear of school shootings. The Berrien Community Foundation is planning to go on a grant tour around Berrien County. It says with all the grants and other funding sources that it helps to administer, it knows the number of deadlines and opportunities can sometimes get confusing. To help clear up the process and keep Berrien County nonprofit organizations informed, the BCF is holding a series of five meetings to provide information on funding opportunities and answer questions. The meetings will be held throughout the county, and nonprofit representatives can attend whichever one they choose. The first meeting will be this Thursday at 5.30 at the New Buffalo Township Library. Additional meetings will be held in Benton Harbor, Berrien Springs, Coloma, and Niles. We'll have the schedule at our website. The Berrien Community Foundation's Susan Matheny says the grant tour, with the grant tour, quote, nonprofits will be able to gain some insight into the grant process and get some new ideas for funding. And the Heritage Museum and Cultural Center and the Lighthouse Tour Guides in St. Joseph are inviting the public to an open house at the North Pier Lighthouse and Fog Signal Building this Sunday. The uh, open house will be from 8 a.m. to noon. The group's Vern Brucker said Sunday officially marks the end of the season for Lighthouse Tours, and this is a thank you to the community for their support. So anybody can come and go as they please. Uh, It happens to coincide with the the Tri-State Regatta boats leaving on Sunday morning, so uh, so people can come up and watch the sailboats leave from the Lighthouse if they wish. Ruger says donations to fund lighthouse exhibits will be appreciated and reminds visitors certain weather conditions may require the lighthouse to close. The lighthouse is also looking for volunteers for next season. If anyone is interested, they can contact the Heritage Museum. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. There's a continuing water emergency in Jackson, Mississippi. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves issuing a state of emergency over the water crisis in Jackson. Residents are suffering through a near total loss of water pressure and a do not drink the water advisory after flooding damage to treatment plant knocking its main pump offline. The governor activating the Mississippi National Guard to deliver bottled water, but there's been no mention of FEMA. We stand ready and we're eager to assist further as soon as we receive an official request. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre on board Air Force One. The governor says the water crisis in Jackson could last for days. Derek Dennis, ABC News. With abortion limits enacted or looming nationwide, an Ohio provider has been referring hundreds of patients to its sister clinic in Indianapolis. Their pregnancies exceed Ohio's six-week limit passed when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. The women are racing a political clock. Indiana recently passed a near-total abortion ban that takes effect September 15th. Until then, in-clinic abortions are allowed until 13 weeks and six days of pregnancy. Most women the clinics see are desperate. Some have been raped or have complicated pregnancies. For others, birth control failed. Many fear telling family and friends. The Ohio clinic closes next month. Indiana's is likely to follow soon after. 
Staff say they'll work to help as many patients as possible before the bans take effect. The western United States is beginning what could be a record-breaking heat wave at a time when they don't have any water. It'll be sitting under a heat dome for days. More if maybe sees Alex Stone in L.A. Extreme heat warnings are up here now every day through early next week. The temperature will be rising. By Sunday, parts of L.A., like the San Fernando Valley, could hit 114 degrees. Dr. Neil Patel says this is when getting too hot can be deadly. Which means your body is no longer capable of cooling itself down. The heat wave really begins today with valleys in the 105 degree range and then rising from here. Alex Stone, EBC News. Chancellor Olaf Scholz says Germany is well prepared to tackle a possible energy shortage due to Russia's squeeze on European gas supplies. Fears are growing about rising energy prices that will hit consumers across the continent this winter. Scholz says gas storage facilities are already fuller than they were at this time last year. Germany expected to pass more measures soon to help consumers cope with steeply rising energy prices. Russia's state-controlled energy giant Gazprom further reduced gas deliveries to uh, France on Tuesday, raising fears Moscow might cut off gas completely as political leverage over Russia's war in Ukraine. Baltic Sea Nations announced a sevenfold increase in wind power production by 2030. CDC data shows there are more than 18,000 confirmed cases of monkeypox nationwide. Meanwhile, the Biden administration held a briefing today, giving an update on its efforts to get more shots of the monkeypox vaccine into arms. More from Jay O'Brien. The White House monkeypox response team now saying they're focusing on getting vaccines to large LGBTQI plus events in September. HHS Secretary Javier Becerra in a briefing Tuesday. We will be allocating an additional supply of the Genios vaccine vials to the Southern Decadence Festival in New Orleans, Louisiana and the Black Pride Festival in Atlanta, Georgia, which will allow up to 5,000 vaccinations at each event. Officials also announcing a program that will help get vaccine doses to black and Latino communities. Jay O'Brien, ABC News. Elon Musk and Twitter lobbed salvos at each other in the latest round of legal filings over the billionaire Tesla CEO's aborted plan to buy the social media platform. Musk filed more paperwork to terminate his agreement to buy Twitter, This time, it's based on information in a whistleblower complaint filed by Twitter's former head of security. In a separate SEC filing, Twitter responded to what it called Musk's latest, quote, purported termination. The company said, saying it's based solely on statements made by a third party that are, quote, riddled with inconsistencies and inaccuracies and lack important context. The FBI is looking for victims of an alleged sex trafficker. More from Aaron Katursky. Seni Gomez allegedly forced a woman who thought she had applied to be a waitress at a Manhattan restaurant into having sex with men. The criminal charges cover the one alleged victim, but the FBI's Brendan Kenny said there may be hundreds more. There are likely many more victims who Gomez has trafficked. How many are we talking? That's unclear at this point, but during the course of our investigation, we've discovered more than 1,600 prostitution ads associated with Gomez dating back 10 years. Anyone who thinks they, too, have been a victim is urged to call the FBI. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. A surge in fighting in Ukraine's southern front is fueling speculation. The long-awaited Ukrainian counteroffensive to try to turn the tide of the war is underway. Ukraine says it destroyed bridges and ammunition depots and pounded command posts in the Russian-occupied Kyrgyzstan region. That's while Russia said it repelled the attack and inflicted heavy casualties. Ukrainian authorities are keeping the world guessing about their intentions and cautioning against excessive optimism in a conflict that's seen changing fortunes before. 
The Ukrainian Southern Command's spokesperson said its forces are preventing the Russians from bringing in reserves, in part by its destroying supply lines. And many cars are sold today with safety systems to automatically brake if the vehicle senses someone in the road. But a new study finds not many avoid hitting somebody in the road if it's at night. When an auto braking system works correctly, like in this test, the car slams on the brakes, avoiding a dummy in the roadway. But the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety has found many cars out there don't do it well at night. David Harkey is president of the Institute. What we're hoping for is a, a quick change uh, to some of their systems. The Ford Mach-E, Nissan Pathfinder, Toyota Camry, and Toyota Highlander all did very well with auto braking at night, but they found the Chevy Malibu, Honda Pilot, Nissan Altima, and Toyota Tacoma slammed right into the dummy. Alex Stone, EBC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.